0: For another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here, along with Laker Tom's cat. And, of course, I'm Gerald Glassford from the Lakers Fast Break, inside sports fantasy football, game source, and pop culture cosmos. If you get a chance, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. Plus, if you can like, share, repost, or get anybody involved with the Lakers Fast Break, whether it's on our social media or whether it's at LakerHolics.com or whether you're just listening to whatever podcast app you have Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Bullhorn, which I use a lot, or anywhere else, we just truly appreciate it. Another loss for the Lakers. But some better signs as far as improvement as far as the offense is concerned. 116 to 111, they fall again. This time to the Indiana Pacers. They decided to go ahead and continue. TJ Warren's great streak which is still amazes me now to see his progression into the player that he is right now on such a hot streak considering the fact again Phoenix has just I don't know, they've just got to be scratching their heads even though they've they're done very well in the bubble because they basically or essentially traded him for cash which just blows my mind to see how well he's doing, but I know that the loss of Sabonis and also Jeremy Lamb have created this need to go ahead and him become a primetime player, and he's stepping up to the bill, and he did that today in spades against the Lakers, who did not have an answer for him. LeBron did play well, 31 points. Quinn Cook was the, pretty much essentially the outside shooting for the Lakers. They did hit some threes, hit about 33% of their threes, which still isn't great still isn't good but it's a vast improvement above 10% so we're going to go ahead and put that in the okay column the defense was just not there today but the offense seems to be little little incremental signs of of improvement and here today to talk about what is pleasing him and what is still not pleasing him is my good friend I know him as Tom Wong but you know him as the guy behind LakerHolics.com, you got to be part of the conversation today at LakerHolics.com. And it is, my good friend, indeed, it is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, as I bring up LakerHolics.com right here and seeing us right there on the screen for the Lakers post game show right here with the Lakers of Pacers, some interesting signs. But also, as well, some concerns I still have in regards to the Lakers going forward. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Um, so does your cat. Your cat has just now left the, the, uh, the studio. He, he's no
1: longer trying to get into the game. He wanted to climb on a computer and talk to the Laker fans and let them know that everything's going to be okay. But I shoot him off for that reason that I'm not so sure everything's going to be okay. Yes. Um, let's talk about the good things first. Excellent game from LeBron James. Uh, reassuring in several categories first that uh, it looked like the groin was not bothering him. And that's definitely got to be a big concern. Look like whatever these mysterious things that he can't talk about related to the bubble, aren't bothering him. Um, he came out, he played a great game. I thought uh,
0: maybe it was the mad internment they had, you know, maybe it was that
1: could have been, but uh I mean, if you if you want to start looking and ticking off the things that are really important for the Lakers to do well, the top of that list always has to start with LeBron James. So it was good to see LeBron come back. Did his scoring, got to the and and definitely, even though he shot he shot well from outside and hit that light three and and another three, he basically was focusing on getting into the paint and getting easy baskets, uh driving hard, not afraid of the contact, pulled down eight rebounds, uh seven assists. Um was definitely, you know, the player of the game for the Lakers. In addition to to Cook's great for hitting five out of nine three-pointers, we saw some great signs from Dwight Howard, um, who had his best game by far. Dwight yes. played inspired defense, um, and he actually played so well that, uh, that Coach Vogel had him in there at the close of the game, which is really unusual. So that was good to see. Um, also, I thought that THT uh, came in and played very well for a 19-year-old kid, who up until up until the season restarted played a total of five minutes with the home with the parent club, and most of his time with the South Bay Lakers. Um, Taylan Taylan did really well. He had a couple of outside shots. Uh, um, he he played pretty good defense in general. Uh, showed his uh, great ability to uh, slash and get to the rim. So that was a good sign and. Uh, and it's interesting because Vogel obviously did not play any of the new players that were added to the Lakers roster. Uh, so that was a DNP for Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, and Mark, Markeith Morris. And the reasoning obviously being that uh, he wanted to play the guys that had momentum before and didn't want to have to deal with having to integrate a new player at all. Um, but he did go through with his promise that he that he thought that uh, THT deserved some playing time and some minutes in a rotation, and I thought he, he held up well. So was, there were a lot of, you know, we shot 13 to 39 from three. Uh, the great thing about that, in my opinion, was they took 39 threes because they'd only been taking like 31 threes a game before this game. And that's, you know, aside from missing all of the threes and shooting a very low percentage, you have to take your fair share of threes. You can't go into a game and let a team have so many more attempts and so many more makes from the three-point line. So uh, we got outshot by two baskets uh, from the three-point line against the Pacers. Uh, They shot a better percentage than we did, obviously. Um, But it's a good sign that the players were letting it fly, and and they didn't seem hesitant to take the shots. Uh, Even though they missed the first couple of them, Cook came through and really started nailing them at the end. He didn't play well, really, overall. Other than that, his defense was a little lax. He's a problem when he gets inside. He's not really a good finisher. But more, most of the game, he did what he's supposed to do, which is spot up behind the three-point line and take those shots when he's open.
0: But so he—hold well, on, here. hold on, hold on. Let me say this. Let me say this before you go off on, on another okay. another section. Yeah, Because once he gets you started, it's sometimes hard to rev down that engine. But you mentioned Queen Cook— as far as being a defensive liability yes that's definitely the case and i I agree with you on that and the fact is he's not the best finisher because his height uh, unfortunately it it precludes things that what he can do effectively but him being out on the wing and hitting shots created and opened up lanes that both my daughter who's 14 pointed out and also i did as far as a man has to stay out on the wing has to stay out on the side to respect Quinn Cook's jumper because once he starts hitting that definitely means that it's going to open up more space for LeBron and it did this evening
1: yeah that's a really good point uh, Gerald because uh, you could see LeBron attacking the rim and being able to get down in there the flip side as you were saying I was about to go off on is that uh, our second superstar had another subpar game Mm -hmm. and AD just Had a terrible game. He was the team worst on on, uh, minus 19, plus minus. Missed threes at the end of the game. Just didn't seem aggressive. This was his worst game as a Laker. Because we aren't going to win unless AD and LeBron both play well. And as a result, we lost this game. And then Kyle Kuzma, who is the guy that I've been just supporting like crazy and wanted to start. Kyle had an off game, too. Didn't shoot well from outside, didn't see the same quality of defense that we saw in a lot of the uh, earlier matchups and so forth. So he had an off game. DeVale McGee played 13 minutes, and that was about it. And, and they were very uneventful 13 minutes, bobbled the ball several times. Uh, it was like a turnover waiting to happen. KCP had a subpar game. He he shot okay from outside, but basically was was not playing the normal type of defense, and this is one of those games where you really miss Avery Bradley's sticky defense on on guards outside. Uh, we had nobody really who could contain Oladipo. Uh Caruso I think like you said before, Caruso's good for small doses and in the right situations. He didn't have a good game. He didn't shoot well from outside. So it was a very inconsistent game and 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 pretty much reflected the fact that we lost by 5 points. So we did we played well enough to be in the game against an undermanned uh, team that was missing Sabanis in the case of the Pacers. Um, they had a great performance, <laughs> great performance from the TJs. And, and it's, it's really, it's really phenomenal how the bubble has turned certain players into real stars. Uh, certain teams like the, uh, like the Suns also coming I mean, up in that race for number eight spot is, is like a four team race right now. That's going to be very interesting seeing which two teams end up. There's uh we've got uh, two games left that's it in our series we're two and four at this point in time we've got two more games i wouldn't be surprised if we rested uh, lebron and ad for a good portion so the, of those two games just to make sure they're in in as well rested and in good shape as possible when we go into the playoffs
0: this is Raphael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break hey lakers fans So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Okay, so it was not exactly the greatest game in the world by the Los Angeles Lakers, but there were some encouraging signs and AD did have to have his worst game of the season in order to go ahead and basically just mess it up for the Lakers. I think that was the difference right there is AD. No, Kuzma did not have a really good game either. They missed a lot of putbacks. They had a lot of opportunities to go ahead and make some easy baskets and just didn't get it done. But again, the fact that there was someone out there hitting from the outside, I think, frees up the Lakers. And you can see how much it allows LeBron to go ahead and score, even though the Lakers didn't get, and that's something I've seen over the course of the past few games, is not as much in the way of transition points. I have not seen as much in the way of transition Since the, actually the the scrimmage games, they were actually getting out on the break and they were running and they were doing a lot of good things in the scrimmages, but since they've gone to the bubble, they've not been able to go ahead and get into transition very much at all.
1: I I think that's a factor of the strategies that teams are using. With only eight games for each team when you go into the bubble, I think it was almost as if most teams... Other than, other than the teams that were playing around with their rosters like the Lakers were, where you're trying to integrate new people like waiters and so forth, everybody seems to be able to be looking at these games as, as almost practices for the playoffs. Uh, and so when you look at the Lakers' offense, you know the first thing you want to take away is transition baskets. So you, you know, you, that means minimizing offensive rebounding and instead focusing on getting everybody back forcing them to play against a half court defense because they're not a great half court offense team. So it starts with that. And then secondly, I think the thing that we're seeing, and this is probably the only reason that I would think that that Vogel is going to maybe play AD in the last couple of games is a formula is arising. Now that teams want to double AD, they don't want to let him go one-on-one against people. They've seen all season how our offense very often is LeBron coming down the court isolating Anthony Davis on the side, on the left side, and then passing the ball to him and letting him go one-on-one and draw fouls and get easy baskets. Well, teams aren't going to allow that from the Lakers at this point in time. They feel, they figure that a big part of their strategy going forward is going to be doubling him. Um, it's a copycat league, and we're going to see that all the way through the playoffs.
0: But he doesn't help uh, the process by going ahead and playing a passive offensive <clears throat> game. Too yep. much uh, fadeaways. Well, he's got to the,
1: he's gotta get to the boards in that situation, and he's, and he's got to make that pass that first pass quicker. But we he's also going to take these smaller,
0: players. shorter players. He's got to take them yep. to the basket. TJ Warren should not be able to go ahead and be so effective against him, but we saw today that as long as AD plays a passive game, he's a much easier guard. He's yeah, much you, know a, what, yeah, you know what's
1: kind of interesting on this, and you're going to hate me for this, but... I happen to I happen to kind of agree with Stan Van Gundy that that right now the Lakers probably can use Rajon Rondo. One of the problems is, is, especially when LeBron's out of the game, because they're still shuttling LeBron and AD in and out of the game so that they got a superstar on the floor all the time. So that means basically when you have AD in the game, you don't have a point guard who can get the ball to him. No. And the truth of the matter is, is that there were three or four instances where they got the ball to him with five seconds left, and he gets double teamed at that point in time and has to throw up a prayer because he doesn't have time to no, even no. find him. The it's
0: bigger picture is the three point shooting. And Rajon Rondo is definitely not that counter. Rajon Rondo, no. uh, they, they've they only had a couple moments where mm-hmm. it's really been problematic for them as far as dribbling. I thought it would be a lot more. I thought teams would press. Right now we've got a comment from content creators, 805, 80 falls like five to eight times a game, it seems like. He does fall a lot and I give him that. Yep. I feel like somebody he needs and to did,
1: re- uh, like the to, like to swim on the floor a lot
0: yeah he, he's even commented that like he's playing for the pelicans anymore and yes he is falling on the floor a lot but he is fading that's that passive game we're seeing when he plays with more force he is much more effective and we've seen those big games from him when he's playing with much more force and much more toughness when he plays a passive game that's that's the problem for the Lakers Rayjean Rondo, again, has not been very much missed in my opinion because of the fact he's not going to be able to help your outside shot. That is the biggest problem right now for the Lakers. The ball handling issue as far as him, these teams haven't been doing what I would have done is that basically I would have thrown double teams traps. I would have thrown full court presses on the Lakers the whole time while uh, LeBron is out of the game. But they haven't done that. They've kind of given the Lakers a break to go ahead and get their offense. And yeah, while there has been moments where the uh, offense has struggled, as far as trying to go ahead and create passing and create plays for itself, it is definitely Avery Bradley of the two I'm missing more because of the fact not only can he play defenses against some of these players up at the top of the key. Oh, he's a better shooter, yeah. And, no, there's and no, he's no, better nobody's
1: shooter. saying that Rajon Rondo is going to replace Avery Bradley. But you're saying he's been a missed.
0: I'm sorry with Fangundi, man, but <laughs> You know, I'm not agreeing with that. I'd well, say. Let's put it this way
1: Frank Bogle, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James are going to want Rajon Rondo to play.
0: Oh, he'll play. I, I'm not. And he's going to play. play. I know he'll play.
1: And, and right now, we have to do two things. We really, really, you, you need to hit your outside shots because the ability to clog up the lane against LeBron and the double team AD is all predicated on the fact that the Lakers can't shoot their way out of a paper bag. So until they prove that they can shoot their way out of the paper bag, teams are going to start doing both of those things. They're going to clog the middle to try to keep LeBron from attacking the rim, and they're going to double-team AD and force him to give up the ball. It all comes down to that three-point shooting, and that's the whole nature of the game today, that if you can't hit it from outside, you give your defenses a terrible weapon, terrible weapons to use against your superstars. So we're going to have to, you know. I mean, that's at first I was angry that Quinn Cook was brought into the game, but and I understand that you know this we is have the to get some I've shooting. You have, have to get some shooting from somewhere, and uh, at least he, you know, at least he's able to can five out of his nine three-point shots. It'll be interesting to see what happens the next two games. Frankly, I'm at the point where I'm hoping that the uh, Blazers will will actually be our first-round opponent. I want the toughest possible first-round opponent because the Lakers. Don't need any. What they need is a challenge. They don't need a cakewalk. They need a challenge. They need somebody who will get the fire going. And historically, AD has been terrific against the Blazers. And we'll, so we'll see what happens when we get in going into that. Did you see the end of the Blazers uh, in yes. the Clippers game?
0: Yes. Yes, I did. That and, was uh, else. <laughs> yeah, I saw the smack talk. So was the uh, Denver game. That was a very good game to watch. But content creators, eight hundred five. He also mentioned that what you were talking about as far as the Raptors and also as well, the Pacers, there is, like you said, a copycat league. Uh, like he said as well, as far as doubling AD and they're going to make life tough on the Lakers until Lakers could start hitting some shots. And yep. he agreed with you that Cook finally looked good today. And how about Taylor Horton Tucker? I'm still not sold on THD yet but I'm, I'm getting more and more. He's, uh, he's
1: going to yeah. make his mistakes at, yes. at 19 and with no experience. But, That's uh, what I'm
0: saying. Cause he, he's a rough, he's a rough draw right there. He, he, he had a couple of good defensive plays. He had a yes. couple of good
1: steals and a, and a, and a good block. I was really impressed with that, but he got himself, he got a seven one wingspan and he's got hands almost as big as uh, Kawhi Leonard's. But, so he's, he's got some defensive tools and, physical tools
0: but his placement uh, he is 19 so you got to be patient with them there yep. were also several times to- uh, a couple of times where Oladipo just took him for lunch and well, uh yeah that was uh, there were a of couple of point.
1: times when I was watching Oladipo that uh I, he's he's one of the guys that I think is ultimately a target of the Lakers off-season, you know for a trade
0: we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where
1: how it's being promoted and this is a thing
0: where audiences do not agree with critics that's the pop culture Cosmo show and the pcc multiverse every week on apple podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options well um. content creators 805 we truly appreciate it thank you for watching i appreciate you going ahead and checking us out on youtube i hope you do share this with your laker family just want to give you a heads up it's available, uh, it's, We I tried it. Uh, I don't know, my basketball IQ, uh, content creators, is kind of low, but I'll, I'll give Laker Toms the, the high basketball IQ. How about that one? But I tell you what, right now, I appreciate you watching and enjoying what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is available on all podcast outlets. I do make it in an audio form. You can also find it on Tom's site right there for you at Lakerholics.com. And before we head on out, I want to just go ahead and mention this. Before you go ahead and describe what you're doing at LakerHolics.com, my brother-in-law said it best when he heard that Danny Green was out of the lineup with a hip injury. He said it was probably from holding up too many bricks.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. So before we go on out, my friend, that note aside, I know again you've got the place to go for all the conversations at LakerHolics.com. So I know you, Jamie Sweet, and also Rafael Barlow have got some good things coming up there. I know the Lakers fast break can also be found there in both an audio and visual form, whether it's the Facebook live feed I do, whether it's the YouTube feed or whether what you see where there, as far as the audio wave player plug plugins are there as well, but what is going on at Lakerholics.com and before the Monday game coming up with Denver at 6 PM Pacific time on TNT, what have you got planned for Lakerholics.com?
1: Well, you know, I think, I think the, one of the things that is and one of the reasons why I really feel strongly that the Lakers that it might be better off for the Lakers to play Portland in the first round is that we're going to see I don't think there's I don't think in the two games that are remaining that there's enough time for Frank Bozel to really decide who's going to play, which means it's probably going to be a matchup situation. He's going to look at who he's going to look at the opposing team. And other than, other than LeBron and, and AD, I think the guys that we're going to see play the minutes uh, are going to depend a lot about how they match up against the team we're going against. I think, for one thing, AD, the last time AD played the Portland Trailblazers, they swept them 4-0 in the playoffs in his last year before he was joined on the Lakers. So he's got a good history of playing against Portland. Portland's got their big man back but i think that we need to have we need to have a challenge because we're still not there and lebron showed some good signs today which i which has got me off of the worry meter i was at 8 on the worry meter before i'm back down to 5 on the worry meter i think that if we can take a step forward on the shooting like we did today and have lebron play really well have dwight howard start so that one of our two centers is at least making a good contribu- contribution and I thought Dwight played very well today. Made some smart plays, uh, some smart defensive plays, managed to hit his free throws more than he normally does. No, um, no, so those, too- are all, those are all positive signs that I think are going to bode well for us as we move forward.
0: Excellent point. Um, well, hold on. Excellent point. Content Creators 805. Do truly appreciate your support and any support and shout outs you can give for us, but you're right. The offensive sets, when that ball is not flowing around, when that ball's not now passed around as far as on the perimeter, you're right. It can get bogged down very quickly and the Lakers become very easy to guard. And that's the problem. That ball has to keep moving. And with LeBron facilitating, that's obviously when it's good. But like you said, I'm going to say this again, Laker Tom, when when he's out of the game, that seems to be problematic is Rajon Rondo the answer? I'm not entirely sure because again it comes out to another non-shooter that's in there and you've got to go ahead and weigh your your pick your poison. Do you want to go ahead and have a little bit better passing or do you want to go ahead and have someone in there to go that's also not going to be able to hit three-pointers for you? That's that's the dilemma that that the Lakers are going to have going forward and you're right, the playoffs are all about matchups. Matchups, 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 and where you can exploit them. And Portland, if they should go ahead and play them, because it looks right now like it's either going to be Portland or Memphis at this point in time. Because Memphis may just do enough to go ahead and slide into those those playing games. Because Portland did manage to go ahead and, unfortunately for them, mess up against the Clippers today. So they're, like I said, they're still behind Memphis. But they should be within the range where they're going to go ahead and have those playoff games ahead of time to determine the eighth seed. And I'll just say this, that it is all about matchups at this point in time. And the Lakers focus on matchups to exploit, which I think they can against Portland or Memphis. They'll still go ahead and have an easy four, five, maybe six game at the most, but I think five games would be expected in a playoff series against either either team at this point in time. I know a lot of people are falling in love with Portland, but right now portland i don't see enough defensively from them to get the job done
1: well the tough part about it is that in addition to having to lose all of our home court advantages the way that the brackets lining up right now we're going to have to go through through portland, houston and the clippers in order to get to the finals so that's uh, you know if the lakers can win this all it's definitely going to be not one-goal star but a two-goal or a three-goal star Uh, Effort to do that. I think there'll be a lot of discussion on Lakerholics.com over the next few days of exactly how the Lakers are going to approach it. The good thing is that we'll start to find out probably by the middle of next week exactly who's going to be in that play-in tournament and uh, who's going to be the likely first-round opponent for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I think then hopefully we'll see Frank Bogle and his coaching staff really get down into the dirt and figure out exactly how they're going to play it, who's going to be in the rotation, what the strategy is going to be, how to counter, how to get guys open for shots, how to make sure that Davis doesn't get doubled and and ends up taking bad shots at the end just because he has no outlets, Um, and how to get LeBron James to play like playoff LeBron. And uh, whether you like it or not, there'll be hopefully some opportunities for playoff rondo to emerge. Uh,
0: again, content creators 805 coming with the great take, uh you know, they are saving seemingly. I noticed they tried it in the first couple games coming into the seeding games as far as the pick and roll with LeBron and AD but have not seen it very much since. I think in at least in two or three games through if I recollect correctly. And I understand you don't want to show too much in the playoffs, uh, before the playoffs are concerned. because You also don't
1: want to show nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to show anything. But you do want to have an offensive rhythm, if I could have spelled it correctly on YouTube, but offensive rhythm. And unfortunately, that flow right now is, is what I'm worried about. I just want to get the flow right and also the rhythm of some of the shooters. We need two effective shooters out there. I don't need the whole team to be out there going ahead and shooting. But I do need to go ahead and have enough distractions out there to free up the lane for LeBron and AD just enough so that they can't hard double AD every single time he gets the ball. If he can get any type of offensive freedom, that makes it a lot easier for the Lakers to go ahead and get the ball in, in the basket.
1: I'd like to see them get a lot more movement in the offense. Um, I agree. You know,
0: we do, agree. we do so much
1: isolation of AD on one side, or LeBron up on top or at the elbow that it makes it a lot harder because you don't have guys cutting all the way. We need a lot more off action for people that aren't on the ball, back screens and things like that to get people moving. Um, I was listening to the TNT crew when they had uh, – they were were talking a lot about um, just the ball movement of of what the Warriors had when they – uh, when they were playing at their peak and with guys moving around all the time is what makes it so difficult for teams to guard them. And that's one of the things that, that Westbrook has brought to to the uh, Rockets and that he's, he's always in motion. And so it's their offense now has become a lot more dynamic than just James Harden standing out at the top of the key and holding the ball all the time. And we tend to become similar offenses with LeBron holding the ball or AD holding the ball And we need a lot more off-ball action to free players up and get players mixing up. Um, The more you move, I know just from all of the times that I've ever played basketball that the hardest guys to cover are those guys that just never stop moving. They're never standing still so it's easy to cover them. They're always cutting. They're always setting screens. They're always rolling. They're always making movements which make you have to pay attention. And that's the hardest time to double-team and help when your own man that you've got to cover is keeping you busy. So I'm hoping that Vogel is going to, and, and his coaching staff are going to focus on ways to get a lot more movement and motion in our half court defense, our half court offense. Um, they need to have that so that it's not so easy to focus on just LeBron or AD. Um, we're going to need a five man offense when we're going to, if we're going to win this championship this year, and, and we're not going to do it just by isolating LeBron and AD. Uh, teams are, teams are, ready for that at this point in time, and we're gonna need more than that. So in addition to being able to shoot the ball, our players have gotta get open, and a big part of getting open is having off-ball movement.
0: Well, I'll tell you what right now, Tom, before your internet fades away, because it's starting to struggle mightily, I will tell you this, uh, there's so much to think about and so much to go ahead and work on still before the season ends, and there are two more games and it starts Monday against the denver nuggets we'll be here after the game monday night i just want to let everybody know watching and listening out there you want to go ahead and check us out again if you have any questions at any point in time i'm at lakers fast break on twitter he he laker tom is at laker tom on twitter plus also if you have any questions lakers fast break at yahoo.com and again, you can go ahead and send your comments or right here on the Lakers Fast Break YouTube page, the Lakers Fast Break Facebook page, or the best place to go is be part of the conversation because you not only see Laker Tom's articles, Jamie Sweet's articles, and Kuzma, like you said, content creators 805. Today, he didn't have the best games, but overall, he's had a pretty good bubble. I think out of anybody that's played in the bubble, he's probably had the probably the best line so far as far as consistency is concerned. Like I said, even if since he didn't play, you saw the effort. I'm seeing the effort from Kuzma and that's what I continue to like to see. As long as he's out there going ahead and giving you what he can, I tell you right now he he will provide the Lakers and be something good for the Lakers going forward as long as he can continue to give that effort on both ends of the floor like he's been doing, like he's been doing for a good portion of this year. And thank you again for the thumbs up. We truly appreciate it. Content Creators 805, we just cannot thank you enough for listening and watching. But again, Tom, you've got some stuff coming up on your medium.com articles that you're gonna have on Lakerholics.com. Jamie Sweet's got five things for Lakers fans to check out on his article himself coming up on Lakerholics.com. Raphael Barlow's got another video on the way for the videos page on Lakerholics.com. And if people want to go ahead and check it out on the Facebook live post I'm actually showing you right now. It is Lakerholics.com. It's right there. It's all there for Lakers fans. And if you get a chance, please check it out and be part of the conversation. You can share your comments at length and talk to other great Lakers fans right there at Lakerholics.com. Well, Tom... Cat aside, some things that were a little bit more pleasing for Lakers fans, although it did end up with a loss. But then again, we still got the number one seed. It's okay. We're going to not freak out as of yet. This is not, I'm not as much as concerned. I'm, my concern level went from a 10 plus it's right now down to a 7.8. How about that? How about that? That, that fine tune, huh? Yeah, yeah. That fine tune, yeah.
1: Hey, you know, the best thing is LeBron played well. And we we finally started to, to see the return to the mean, as uh Vogel would say, as far as our shooting percentages go. So hopefully, uh hopefully we can uh, rain freeze the next two games and get ready for the Portland Trailblazers.
0: Hope so as well, my friend. We don't know if it's the Portland Trailblazers. Don't sell Memphis short. Yeah, they don't have Jaron Jackson Jr., but don't sell them at short. San Antonio could sneak in. Phoenix still has a chance. There's still so many variables when it comes to the eighth seed. You never know what's going to happen. But I do know what's going to happen is that the Lakers will go in as the number one seed. Whether or not they go in with a little bit better refinement on offense, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Yeah, content creators, 805. That's going to be a tough decision for Frank on what type of rotation because when you haven't had as many consistent players playing at a level that you really need to play to heading into the playoffs. It's really hard to figure out what that rotation might be, but I know you and Tom and everybody else that there has their opinions on who the Lakers should run when it comes to playoff times. I know I have myself and you know what Laker Tom, we'll go ahead on the post game show for Denver on Monday night. We'll go ahead. If you can give me your 10 man rotation for our show on Monday night. How about that?
1: Sounds like an idea
0: sounds like an idea indeed and good shout out good you know, the idea actually came from content creators 805 so go ahead and give him the props on that again we hope you join us on monday night for a lakers win let's hope against the denver nuggets on monday night i am keeping the faith and remember i'm the guy with the glass half empty and he's the guy with the glass half full but thank you content creators 805 looking forward to having you be a part of the show And everyone out there listening and watching, looking forward to seeing everyone Monday night. Don't forget, I also will have an episode coming up with Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft. Chunkies will be talking NBA Draft, the NBA bubble as a whole, and so much more. So looking forward to talking to him. And this guy right here, Laker Tom on Monday night, right here at the Lakers.